On this episode of Athletic Training Chat, we have Matt Shear, who, if you are on any kind of AT social media, you have probably come across. He originally got started with TikToks and just adding some humor to the profession and continues those. They are fantastic. Uh, we get into the depths of what goes into making those. I plead ignorance. I know nothing about TikTok, so it was a little bit of a learning episode for me. But we also talk about his AT with the board and just kind of where all this comes from and how he ties all that back into athletic training and just adding some humor and positivity to the profession. So it's really an enlightening episode in that regard. Uh, Matt does a lot already and is really continuing to do more and it's very interesting on the opportunities that it has opened up for him. So we really hope you enjoy um, hearing from Matt. As always, we are powered by Mueller Sports Medicine. Thank you to Mueller for sponsoring us, taking care of the profession. Uh, If you have ideas, things you want to see, things that could really help you do your job as an athletic trainer, don't hesitate to reach out to them and throw out some ideas or just to try out their stuff, get in touch with them to get your rep out to you to help you out. But without further ado, please enjoy this episode. episode of athletic training chat we are on with matt Shear. uh if you're on at social media you've probably come across him if you haven't uh kudos because i don't know how you would have missed some of the stuff especially if you've been on tiktok which i will self-admit i have not so anytime you share it other places is where i get my my fix of it all but uh we got the fortunate ability to connect at nata between everything that was going on i know you had a very busy nata uh, running around, but uh, we wanted to get Matt on to just talk about AT and social media and a lot of the stuff that he does that keeps the profession light and keeps the comical spin on a lot of different things. So uh, we'll get into all of that. But first, just want to turn it over to you to kind of fill in your background and you know different roles and everything and how you got to where you are currently. Yeah. So um, again, um, I'm Matt. So and you might have seen me on TikTok or Twitter. Um, but yeah, so how I got to where I'm at right now. So currently I'm at Mount St. Joseph University. Uh, it's a small D3 school just on the west side of Cincinnati. Um, I've been there for cumulative time of five years, um, but I'm in my sixth year certified. Um, so from 2018 to 21, I was here, took uh, a year hiatus up at Grand Valley State University uh, in Grand Rapids. And then came back after a year just because I miss Cincinnati so much. So uh, good time. Really love it down here. Love the area. Love the city. Um, and I mean, our sports teams are pretty decent. Um, well, maybe not the Reds because they're choking as they, <laughs> as they do. <laughs> we had a hot step for a little bit, but I'm also a Cardinals fan. So they're not doing so hot either. Um, but anyway, so, um but before I started my professional career, I was uh, a student athlete at Adrian College where I got my degree. Um, so I got my undergrad there in 2017 and they have a four plus one program. So stayed there for an additional year and came out with my master's. 
um, and initially wanted to go into strength and conditioning. Um, so, and that's kind of how I got my start in this field was um, through a personal training gym uh, for athletic performance. Uh, shout out to Explosion Fitness Solutions in Mason. Um, and so I did like two summers of an internship with them when I was in college and then also interned at the University of Dayton with their Olympic sports, um, as well as University of Iowa with their Olympic sports following uh, my graduation in 2018. So, uh, and I have my CSCS and my USAW level one, um, yep. which I'm super proud of, um, just because again, since I've always decided that I wanted to be in the performance sector, um, a CSCS is kind of like at the time was the gold standard and was always something that I tried to and wanted to attain. So now that I have that, I try, I take deep pride in that. Um, and I really fall on that, um, with a lot of like my rehabs and everything from there. So, um, it's kind of basically it. Um, currently I'm working with women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball, both golf teams and softball, but uh, just kind of the situation that we're in right now, uh, kind of working with everyone. So I'm just the point people, point person for those specific teams. Gotcha. That sounds a lot like the D3 world that I'm used to, unfortunately, yep. uh, just the way that that set up, sets up. But I agree with you 100% on the CSCS for anybody, you know, listening to it. If you're interested in that world or even just want a different perspective, it can be hugely helpful, especially in the return to play aspect of it even if you're not doing the strength and conditioning to just be able to grasp and have an idea uh, and there's also a really good paper out there somewhere about trying to take that kind of periodization and programming and applying it to the rehab part of it all so highly recommend that if it fits into your career even if you don't want to be a strength coach I, I agree wholeheartedly that would be worth checking out yeah and I mean backing off of that I think just with adding um, and I've actually wanted to make like a post about this, but have just, it's been on the back burner, but I sure. think one of the main things that like coming back from rehabs is, I mean, if you have a kid that's been out for two to four weeks, like their conditioning system is just shot at that point, if they haven't been able to do something. So trying to figure out and understand how do I recondition them outside of just like occasionally throwing them back into sports yep. um, and super helpful um, having that background in strength and conditioning, just because then you kind of really start to analyze sports uh, and the demands of the sport in a slightly different way and see it more as a performance side rather than a rehab side like we usually have. Agreed. So. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do take it, just keep paying the fee if you can. Don't pull yes. a me and let it lapse for several years and then just have to retake the tests. It's not yeah. the most fun way to do it. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to get some CEUs right now so I don't let it lapse. Um, so, yeah, it looks like that's where my money is going to be spent over the next few months. <laughs> there, there you go. I'll always check on theirs. I know if you're uh, officially a member, you can get a couple free ones every once in a while through their yeah. like, NSA, NSCA TV. And those are usually good. But, yeah. Um, diving into kind of what we were here to talk about, what – other than it's just the world that we live in, social media is everywhere. Like what really brought you into the social media world and, you know, kind of to make it a focus of something that you do? Yeah. Um, shoot. I think in terms of social media, I was always back in like junior high and high school. I was always uh, mainly high school. I didn't have Facebook until like 2008. 
Like, <laughs> so, I was when it was just an EDU address because I was when I was in college and I was like, this yeah. is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Why would anybody do this? Yeah. Fought it, fought it. And this is ultimately why I don't invest in tech because I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So like I didn't have it necessarily until like my freshman year in college or freshman year in high school. So, um, but I was always amongst my friends, the one that was always getting social media first. Like I was definitely one of my first friends that had Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram. So I've always liked social media um, and always kind of been involved with it, but just did your, like, if you look back and you look at some of my posts, like they're just very cringy, like MySpace-y type photo, like photos. And you're like, ah, oh, MySpace. And then your athletes find it and you're like, oh, I should really go private at some point, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've just always kept up with social media. I think I've seen the power of it just in terms of being constantly connected and kind of in the know with things and just staying up to date with some pertinent information, especially with sports. Um, that's mainly what I try and use it for. Um, but so, again, was heavily in social media, always liked it, always liked all like the the marketing side of it for athletics always thought media days were super cool and super fun. Um, when I saw videos of it yeah. and, and, um, once we got here, I'm trying to think, I didn't really necessarily, I was like, you put off getting TikTok for quite some time. I was like, dude, it's just a bunch of like kids dancing. Like I'm 26. Like why, what am I like? I'm not going to sit there and dance like for like five minutes. Like it ain't me. Um, but then during winter break, got bored, downloaded it, hopped on some of the trends, uh, and kind of got sucked into it. And then one day at practice, I was just sitting there. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not seeing any athletic training Twitter ones and texted, uh, one of my coworkers. And I was like, all right, hear me out. What if I take, um, my notes section that I have, I have a note section called crap. My athletes say, yeah. Uh, literally just like quotes from my athletes of just ridiculous things and I basically just was like what if I just started acting those out um and so within the next week or so I filmed like a couple then found a couple sounds that really worked and kind of described how uh what we do and just kind of made fun of how we are um and then I think one of the like the choose your character ones yeah popped off um right before COVID hit and uh, yeah, so that's kind of what helped kind of preface that and kind of push me into kind of where I'm at today with that. And so I've just kept up with it um, for now, shoot, three years. So uh, it's been a good little time for sure. So you kind of mentioned, you know, you had your crap athletes say, which I feel like a lot of people have have those you but you need to have one like do it because it's great. I have like 400 quotes in there. It's hilarious. That's, that's impressive. What other, like, what are you drawing for, for ideas, both from like the TikToks and obviously you now have the, the AT with a whiteboard uh, and that's right. become a thing. But, you know, is it seeing other ideas on TikToks that literally have nothing to do with athletic training and just kind of like repurposing it? Or where does the creativity come from? Because that's ultimately like, for me, is I watch like you and other people do it. And I was like, I, I don't have that trait like I don't I yeah. like that's hilarious but I, that's not within me to come up with that like I just don't yeah. have that I think initially like yeah I, I think you hit it right on the 
on the nail on the head there with like, I hear one sound, I'm like, oh, how can I spin this to make athletic training? Sure. Uh, and that's mainly how it is. I don't really do too many uh, like original content where I'm voicing out things. Um, I've done a few of those and they've done all right. But um, for the most part, find those viral sounds and something like that, that might be a little bit more of the niche market. Um, I think I had a lot of success early on because I was doing a lot of things mainly for like athletes specific. And now I think my content's kind of shifted more towards like AT, like certified ATs as well as just like the AT room culture, um, sure. just kind of daily things that we deal in there. Um, like Jordan LCS train athletic trainer, he's him and uh, KP are really, really good at like voicing what athletes do and funny stuff like that. So yeah. I had to dip into that a little bit, but um they're definitely kicking my butt in that and they're crushing it and uh it's very nice to have them as friends but yeah for the most part it's all just kind of like hearing the sound and thinking how can i like splice this up cut it up so that it applies to to where i'm at so and then with at with a board shoot um yeah because that's i just started seeing i guess like to backtrack a little bit how i got with that that was mainly just started seeing uh dude with a board yeah i see some of those yeah dude with or it's like dude with a sign um and then i saw like a crossfitter with the sign and then i saw strength coaches with the sign and art uh dietitians with the sign i was like well there's not an at one so like let let's do it let's do it yeah um did that and just kind of started doing it as like just hot takes that i had kind of sort of um and then a lot of them lately have been either things that have come up in conversation that are hot topics amongst ats um or just like things that i've run into throughout my professional career so far um All right. What happened there? All of a sudden, my like Wi-Fi just like disappeared. Just oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So I don't know at what point it cut out, but I mean, basically, yeah. So it's just kind of athletic training with a board is kind of, um, just like hot takes that I see. Um. Well, that I originally had, and then some of it's through conversation or just topics that I see, uh, across athletic training social media and stuff like that. So, uh, I kind of formulate all the conversation into about maybe like a one sentence blurb um, and then kind of try and put like a sarcastic tone in like my caption real quick. Or sometimes I go a little bit deeper and, and explain what I'm talking about. So. Fair enough. Really, this has been a question I've had for a lot of people on TikTok. Like how do you find the time to put them together? A, just in the day, but then also like how long does it take? Because some of these things are elaborate. And right. um, not that it's a direct comparison but even i just think back to like kp doing that crazy train with the uh, gatorade coolers like mm -hmm. hey awesome but be whoa <laughs> but even just like yeah, slicing right. them up like 
I do some small, small video editing, you know, stuff around these podcasts and some other stuff. And I know that can get a little time consuming. And so I've always been curious, like, how long does it take to really, like, put these together? Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes uh, I I like to think that I'm pretty decent at, like, getting stuff on in under five takes. Uh, um, Like, that's a big thing, especially when, like, you hear some of like the influencers that are on TikTok TikTok, and they're like, yeah, I spent like three hours creating content today. I was like, I do not have that time. Oh yeah. Don't have it at all. Um, I mean, against like KP Jordan and I, and some others, like we're all talking and we're like, Oh, so how many drafts do you have? So it's just simple. Like I'll be scrolling on TikTok. Maybe I just have like five minutes or something real quick and I'll scroll, see or hear a sound and go oh sweet i'm gonna go ahead save that sound as like a draft and so like at one point i had like 500 drafts like it's bad wow (laughs) it was bad uh so i went through and now i'm under like 200 bless up but like if i don't get to them and they're within a year like i'll go back probably in a couple months and like delete a bunch a bunch of sounds because by that time they're not they're not hip they're not hype hyped up or anything so um but in terms of time like I'm either doing it for like a quick, like 20, 30 minutes, like post practices, like at the end of my day, once kids have cleared out real quick, um, or I'll come in, like I was actually doing like for 30 minutes real quick. I was before this, uh, came in a little bit early and I was just cranking out just a couple of videos. Like I try and do like three to five videos real quick and maybe like the pictures for athletic training with a board are a lot quicker. Cause it's just like a photo. Sure, uh, sure. quickly write something down and make sure that like the angles are right and stuff like that and there's no glare but um so i could crank out like six of those in like five minutes but um yeah it's just finding small little times and being really really good with getting one take and going all right it's close enough i'm done as long as like it doesn't look like a badly translated like movie sure. <laughs> like, i'm okay if i'm like a third of a second off and like the sound says something and then my lips move like it's not too big of a deal to me as long as I'm able to get my point across and then in terms of editing it um I try and do that again when I'm just sitting around like chilling at home real quick maybe I'll like five minutes here five minutes there just quickly like put some text over it boom 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 done um I've been experiencing with or experimenting with cap cut a bit and that's been helpful um just because once i figured out i was like oh i can make like quite a bit of edits with this and it fits my phone i don't have to worry about like having all this extra space on my laptop for iMovie and stuff and it's not going to cut it weird um that's been helpful but i still again try and keep it super short super sweet just so I'm not wasting too much time. So is it, and then again, this is all my ignorance. So if people are laughing at me, listening to this, that's fine. Um, So like, you know, the TikTok ones where you're like basically two different people going back and forth, like obviously that's got to be recorded in a couple of different, are those recorded separately? Like you do a whole one on the one side and then the whole on the other. And then within the app, you can then splice all that up or how, how does the, because that's uh, the part that it, like seems to me would take a while short of going and doing like an iMovie or a final right. cut where you can chop it up pretty quickly in there and get it to do its thing. 
Yeah, I haven't figured out a good way to just like film, I guess like with like original content where it's my voice and I'm saying things like, yeah, that's generally how I've done it in the past. Um, when it's me bouncing back and forth, it's literally me filming like maybe two to three seconds of one quickly changing like my shirt and then doing it. And I'm back and forth, back and forth quite a bit. Um, there was put all those together in essence. Uh, yeah. So like you can record, like you have your sound and I can do like using that whole sound, like segments of it in order. Gotcha. So I just have to go in order. There's, there used to be a way where I could like record a bit and like one then just like aimlessly film for like that the next like voice or character for like five seconds sure same character again and bounce back and forth like that and then go back and then like those spots where it was blank and i didn't have anything i could go back with the new character but i think tiktok's changed it um quite a bit so it's a really weird and in the past when i've done it it messes up the audio um so i'm like well it looks like i just got to go back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth um so yeah again when i have like day in life videos and stuff like that it's a lot easier if i'm just taking videos on my own and then i like edit it like real quick like later sure that makes sense okay learning all kinds of new things here yeah but i'm still learning because there's again some things i'm like how that's so much production value and i would love to be able to do that but i just don't have the time i'm like i can quit my day job but then i would have no content (laughs) so very much a double-edged sword there absolutely i'd love to like it'd be sweet to do social media full-time but again, I one, I would lose my studio because it is my workspace. Uh, yeah. well, and then, yeah, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be interacting. And I, don't, and I think just because I wouldn't be in it, I wouldn't, my brain wouldn't necessarily be like thinking or getting fresh ideas constantly. So sure. uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously, especially TikTok and, you know, transferring over to Twitter, um, Instagram with AT with a whiteboard, what opportunities as this presented to you that you probably maybe wouldn't have gotten otherwise just because of the exposure you've been able to get through this, these different social media platforms. I think the, the biggest one has been a partnership with Gatorade. Um, so, yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Um, Cause I was part of the first group uh, for the Gatorade performance partners um, and I captain program. So basically, essentially quick rundown of what that is, because sometimes I'll post like, oh, I got this partnership like box and then everyone's like, oh, how do I get that? One, you can go on GatoradePerformancePartners.com and there's going to be a bunch of uh, resources and stuff like that for people to use um, in their AT rooms, like graphics and posters and everything that you print out. Um, And I know for the newly certified kids, uh, they always send a nice little care package, but those, the care packages that I get are specific for captains. Um, so initially it was a group of about 12 of us, um, about three to four ATs, three to four strength coaches and about three to four, uh, dietitians. Um, and so the, the purpose of the group was to, um, test out some products, be able to like actually put a clinician's lens on some of these, uh products that Gatorade has and just yep. expect some of the new ones coming out and just kind of have some backing with that so um and, and being a voice kind of 
within Gatorade or within like the actual uh, population rather than just a big brand coming in. Um, So um, that's been really cool because I've been able to meet and connect with a lot of different people um, over the years. We've always done it in Zoom, but just because of it started in 2020. Naturally. um, Naturally. So, and initially, actually, I thought when I got the email, um, because it came from uh, like a marketing group, not Gatorade specifically. So I I thought it was a spam. And like, I, I, I slid into Gatorade's DMs and was like, yo, do you guys work with this company? Like, and they're like, yep, we do plenty of work with them. I was like, awesome. So it's legit. I was like, there's no way. Right. So I'm sitting here and I'm getting, getting opportunities to talk at a Gatorade uh, booth like I did last year in Philly at NATA and just kind of talk with a bunch of different people, meet a lot of awesome clinicians, both NAT, strength and conditioning, and dietitians. Um, actually spoke at a conference right after NATA with a dietitian, uh, with Christina Chu out of Chicago. She's pretty sweet. Um, and just being able to talk about uh, how dietitians and strength coaches can kind of intermingle and staying within your scope. Um, so that was really awesome to finally meet her in person after two years. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the Gatorade partnership has been definitely the biggest thing that's come out of this. Um, and I mean, secondly, I think the the next biggest thing is going to be just the expansion of my network, um, just through the popularity of people kind of liking my videos and whether it's on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram, um, just going to NATA and meeting new people, finding new friends and stuff like that. So that's been awesome and just expanding my network because I think as and I I don't know maybe you experienced this too but as an early clinician um my professors were always like network 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 and I would show up to the shows and I'm like how do I network man like hi my name's Matt I need a job like that's no way to network but like you sit there and you just kind of have an actual conversation and uh at least like knowing that people know who I am kind of, I guess, helps a little bit, but at the same time, like, I'm just me, and so it still really shocks me when people come up, Um, but it has given me a little bit more confidence to kind of, like, go up and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, I've seen you on Twitter, and we've interacted, like, exactly. I've wanted to meet you for, like, so long, and it's great, Um, so it's definitely helped improve my network a lot, which has been a lot of fun. I agree there, yeah, it's been one, that was, I haven't, I don't get to NATAs as often as I would like, just for whatever bunch of reasons. Um, But yeah, it was one of those, like, could not wait to get there this year because it's like, I've talked to people for two years. Yeah. I've never actually had a chance to, an opportunity to meet. Like, I was really looking forward to that. And yeah, that same thing with your networking. And again, people listening to this, like, it's, I'm 37, been doing this for a while, you know, doing some different things. Like, it's still intimidating to go up and talk right. to people. Like it, it doesn't get a whole lot easier. And so, you know, finding people that are willing to do that and then, you know, I don't latching on sounds weird, but it's kind of, it is like, you're always going to meet somebody new. Right. And that's the best part of it. You know, I have a sister that's an AT and we hang out and she meets a bunch of different people because of me. And then yeah, I get together with her and her friends and they know a bunch of different people and, I've realized, uh, learned a bunch about clinic stuff that I didn't even know yeah. uh, talking to them. So yeah, it's just, 
use your opportunities. It's okay. Most people don't bite. Most are super nice. Like, right. And it, take them up on it when they say like, come and chat. Like they, they legitimately do. And most yep. everybody is like that. So there's, there's been countless times that I've posted something on Twitter being like, Hey, I need this question answered. Can I reach out to anyone? And I've talked to like two or three ATs just over the phone. Like the, like, they've messaged me be like, Hey, if you have any questions, here's my number. And I'm like, all right, yep. I'm going to call you tomorrow. And then we sit and we kind of talk shop for like 20, 30 minutes. And one, I now have a friend Two, It's another resource three. Um, next time that I'm anywhere near there, like we can always meet up in person yep. and like makes NATA that much more fun because now they can also like, I get to hang with them. And like you were saying, like, they know people. It's just like the six degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. Like, right, you know, right. like at some point, someone's going to know someone that knows someone and you guys are all going to know each other. So it's, it's pretty great. I agree with you there. Anything else around social media that we didn't cover that you think would be important to touch on? Um, I guess maybe like if people were wanting to get into it, you know, yeah. there's, there's a ton of content that can be out there, but you know, it's a it's social media is such an interesting world because it's all you know clicks likes follows you know and right that can be always the goal which isn't bad but it can also be daunting if people are getting their message out you know what have you you know what would be some like recommendations or if you yeah. have had stuff that you know maybe what you thought was really important that didn't take as much as you thought it might yeah. um which seems to happen on twitter quite a bit just in general yeah um what gets blown yeah. up seems to be very interesting um <laughs> and not always the most important in my opinion right. but what advice would you have for somebody that maybe is looking to get into some content creation or you know pitfalls that they could you know yeah. avoid that you picked up on i mean i think one thing that i always try to do in all of the content that i'm creating now, granted, with like athletic training with a board, like their hot takes, there are always going to be a little more like controversial, a sure. little bit. Again, I try and err on the side of like positivity or just like something that's like more surface level, not like so like deep. You're uh, going to trigger somebody, but it's not yeah, going to be. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be because of a difference of opinion, not because hopefully because you insulted them. You're right. Yeah, I'm not going to try and I'm not trying to have my comments blow up because like people are going off. Like I know for early on i think in 2020 like there was definitely once or twice where there was some political stuff going on i was like nope delete 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 like just those comments and i was like it ain't it ain't here nope go somewhere else but sure. i mean i think going back to what i was trying to get at is like in all the content that i try and make i try and at least spread positivity or like have like a good like fun vibe with it rather than like have a harsh vibe with it i think there there's sometimes we just because we might try and put like a darker humorish like spin on things but that's usually not like the way to go i i think like doesn't seem to be i agree yeah, like you, you can definitely like put your point across but if you're constantly coming around with these just such harsh takes um and just these hard blows where it's kind of like turns me off to like your content and and that's not only athletic training twitter stuff that's that's just anything like if you're right yeah that's like, social media in a nutshell yeah, I think. And, yeah. and you're doing it more for just like clicks rather than letting it be organic and show like who you are 
I think that's kind of the where you find some trouble. Um, sure. Where you're like, ah, oh, I know I'm going to get views because this is very controversial. That's why I'm going to do it. I don't go for that clickbaity type stuff. Like, if you what you're seeing is what I think and what I think is like, if I'm not going to say it out loud and I'm not proud about it or stand by it, like I'm not going to post it. Um, it's kind of where I'm at with it. So I try and like I'll film something, watch it, and I go, okay, so like. I have these five different like captions I can put over top of it and I'll play around with it. Um, and I'll like let them all simmer for a bit and then come back to it and be like, all right, which ones are pretty level headed and that I'm going to get more agreement than sure. like controversy. Sure, um, sure. So um, yeah, I, I think, and again, just trying to spread positivity because and and shining a positive light for athletic training um which it needs absolutely yeah so i i mean again if anyone's watching you know at twitter can be super toxic as well as and if you didn't know strength and conditioning twitter can be just as bad so yes, uh, <laughs> yes. you don't like olympic lifts why not uh yeah geez that's a warm there seems to be very little nuance um in either <laughs> of the of the two um but even more so it seems like in strength and conditioning like yeah yeah i just think that there's just so many different ways to skin a cat and what works for you and your population is what works so like go with that like yeah but anyway, um yeah i mean i think just with where social media or just athletic training in general is it helps to be able to shine a positive light because we always get the bad bad rap of well if you're going to the the at then you're going to sit out. Um, if sure. you're in the eighth year, I'm like, you're not playing, whatever. And like, realistically, like, uh, I like to make this f- spot fun for my athletes. Um, I, I like to take the CrossFit ideology of um, when the members are in the gym for this one hour class, this should be the best hour of their day. And sure. so I try and I take that and apply it to here. So whether it's 10 minutes, five minutes, an hour, I try and get some laughs, make sure that the athletes are having fun, but we're also putting in like sweat work. Like we're, we're sweating and we're working and we're getting you better so that you can get back onto the field, but we're going to have some fun. Like we're going to laugh. We're going to, we're going to talk crap. We're going to trip each other. Like it's going to be fun. So yep. um, just, just creating that space where athletes know, I think it's kind of always been my goal. Um, at My athletes know that, here like they're welcome here and it's not just always bad um it's always been my goal in creating my content and just how i operate in general makes sense well if there's nothing else ready for those he chat questions i'm all i'm all ready all right anything i got so yeah where do you see at going in the next five to ten years Hmm. i feel with i feel like Right now we're in this big gray area with the whole shift to the masters. Yep. The A level masters. So it's it's definitely a hot debate. Um I mean, hopefully I think in five to ten years, like everyone knows like the extent of what we do. Um and we're more like a staple name in athletics. Um we're getting paid appropriately. And I and I would like to think that we're going to see more athletic trainers get admin positions in athletics. Um, I think that's a hugely important thing. 
huge because I mean the the bottom line is that um what ultimately is like the source of athletics that was probably poorly worded but like if there's if there's no healthy athletes out on the court of the field like you have no athletics so like why would you not put the important importance and the priority on athlete safety and health Mm -hmm. um and who knows that better than us athletic trainers right so i think um within the past few years, I think we kind of got a little taste of what it's like to be at the table with like how they, how admin was bringing us on uh, for COVID policies and stuff like that. And so I think um, a lot of us, or at least hopefully a lot of us want a bigger seat. Um, And so maybe we start to kind of pan more towards admin positions, at least some of us that are a little bit more developed. And so we'll start to hopefully see that, um, in the next five to 10 years so that we're we're really investing in the health health and wellness of of our athletes so that's kind of where i see it and at least five to ten years i don't know i don't even want to go down the rabbit hole of like we're going to do a doctorate because we're still in the masters but like that's just like so yeah (laughs) i I hear you there this rocky area of let's get through entry-level masters like switch over so what advice would you go back and give yourself as a young athletic trainer and if you could set when that would be yeah uh, I think I mean I'm only six years like this is my sixth year so I still think like I'm a baby (laughs) like I'm still fresh out like um I've had some talks with some coworkers and stuff like that and I'm like shoot yeah we've, we've been doing this for five, six years. Like that, I still feel like last year was my first year. So, um, but I think early on, I was really good at asking a lot of questions, knowing that I had a lot to learn. And then, and again, I, I don't know if maybe you have, maybe you haven't had this experience, but like when you switch jobs after so like your first few years, you're like, all right, I got this. Like, I have some confidence. I know what to do. And they're like, I'm going to try and do this on my own and like take what I've learned and do it. And it's a totally different system. And you just kind of crash and burn. And I've had that happen I'm better because of it. But I think just constantly always keeping yourself in check is huge. Um, as a young clinician, like you might know, you might think, you know, everything, but you don't know, you don't know shit. <laughs> so, um, apologies for the language but like no you're good like like we're always learning and there's always new stuff especially if it's a new system because the way that you do things is going to be different how i do things so like um i I think kind of going in and be like i know how to do this like i i knew how to get to be a good at but i didn't necessarily know like the system and not asking questions to figure out the system so i can really reach my full potential within that system is where i fell short um and so now that i know that i know next time i'm somewhere new i'm going to be asking all the questions i'm going to be that pesky little kid that's constantly tapping the boss on the shoulder saying hey what about this what about this right this what do i do for this what do you want me to do for this like where's this where's the stapler where's the tape and then they'll just simply point to the tape deck and i'll be like okay it's like and i won't think twice about it like if they think i'm stupid whatever there's no stupid questions when you're first learning is my opinion so um yeah stay humble 
um, and always ask questions no matter at what point in your career you are. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I remember in grad school, you know, I had passed the certification, you know, oh, I'm the athletic trainer, you know, first or second year out. And then I don't know if it got brought to my attention by someone or if it finally dawned on me, but I was like, you know, most of these coaches on this coaching staff have been coaching longer than I've been alive. <laughs> they've seen some stuff like, yes, they're not quote unquote medical, but right. they've trained at the highest level. They have worked with people at the highest level. Like they've seen some stuff. Like I'd be an idiot to not learn from them and try and make this better instead of pretending I got it all figured out when I don't know anything Right. You know, and that was a huge realization for me and just trying to kind of figure it out that way. But yeah, you know, just that humility to step back and be like, yes, I'm the medical professional and I got have to make that call. But knowing that there's also people that are very intelligent that have seen some stuff that that's OK. Like you're, yeah. you're not you don't have to defer necessarily, but you'd be unwise to not listen and learn. So, right. Yeah, and especially with just like when you're working with a new sport, there's always nuances of it and getting yep. to know a new team. So like you got to learn those nuances and ask the athletes, ask the the coaches and the assistants like, yo, what about this? What about this rule? Like is there a rule against this? Can we can we put tape on the hands? Like for rowing when I did uh my last rotation, it was like rowing and I wanted to like put some extensive tape on a, on a finger, but you can't do that. So you have to try and figure out something like that's right. very minimal. Um, luckily my preceptor knew that, but like, I was like, Oh, did not know that. And there's a couple other different things with volleyball and stuff like that, that it's like, yeah. I can't have like, can't have hard plastic on things and everything. I was like, okay, well that really limits like what I got to do. So now one, I got to get creative and two, it's like, well, what else can I do? And if I can't do anything, then, Unfortunately, like they, that athlete's out and that's just how it is. Yeah, but, yeah I hear you. Um, not learning from coaches because you think that you are the end-all be-all is the wrong way to go about things, especially really on career. So um, I think the second thing that I might say is like find more time to delve into research. Sure. Um, like I like reading articles when I find interesting topics, <laughs> um, I think early on I was a little burnt out just because I was coming fresh off of doing a thesis. So like you're reading a hundred to hundred plus like articles and you're just like, all right. And then I was burnt out. So now I'm starting to get back into it. And I'm like, wow, this is actually really nice and somewhat enjoyable now that I know like what to take and how to read and stuff like that and actually apply it. So that's huge. There. Yeah. What has been the most influential resource you found in your career? Ooh. Hmm. I think influential resource. I think, I mean, I have a couple answers, but like my first one that I can think of is like my coworkers slash like my network. Yep. I think it's like, Hey, I haven't seen this injury. Like, what have you done? What do you know? Or even like the, the team physicians, like, what can we do? What have you done in the past? Is there something else that we can do um, to like help this athlete out? So I think leaning on the network has been nice and very influential. Um, 
I think another one that has been super helpful in terms of just explaining as well as looking at the pathologies of injuries or like what could be causing the issue um, is my Netter's like anatomy book. Okay. Have, have you heard of it? I, I know of it. I don't know if I actually yeah. have that one. Or did, not, but yeah. It's like Netter's Atlas Atlas of Human Anatomy. Like I have it on my desk and like most times like if I have something tricky and interesting, like I'll bring it out to an athlete and be like, all right, so here's your pain and here's the muscle or the ligament and all this stuff. Um, so it like helps them kind of understand um, kind of where, where it is, but also um, it was a great resource in just trying to figure out um, just like create a different um, appreciation for the, the body system as a whole and, yeah. and structures. Um, I kept, I got that in undergrad and I kept that thing wrapped up in the plastic until I was certified and I wish I opened that thing up so much. <laughs> I like yeah. finally opened it up. I was like, you know what? Screw it. It was like a two, $300 like book. Might as well use it now. And then I opened it. I was like, my gosh, I missed out on so much. Like, right. um, and so I could have learned a lot more and I think gotten a lot better with my anatomy in undergrad. Um, sure. so yeah, that's probably been like one of my biggest resources and i mean uh thirdly i think just with how many different ways there are to skin a cat and just with the amount of people trying posting things on social media there's been a lot of great uh resources created out of social media and stuff like that so um, i'm fluent in social media so of course that should be probably one of like my top <laughs> influences um some of the rehabs and stuff i'm like oh i like this like how can i do that and how can i take it apply it to my population yep. or like address it um, and kind of like, or heck, even in my own training, like I'm going to try it out, see how I like it for a couple of weeks. And then if I like it, then all right, cool. We're it's now, it might become a staple in my, in my uh, like rehab toolbox. So yep. I'm with you there. A lot of, a lot of saved videos. Yep. As an AT in your role, how do you take care of yourself? Uh, I think the big thing that I'm trying to be really, really hard on is like physical boundaries. Um, I think in the past, <clears throat> I didn't necessarily, um, try to take work home with me. I've, I lately, I really don't understand how people work from home. I, I just can't do it. Um, I like to keep my home work, like maybe my, my thoughts will like wander and I'll be like thinking about, oh, like this rehab will be really good. But sure. that's like, that's like shower thoughts or when I'm doing something monotonous, but like, I'm not going to bring my laptop home, crank out some notes. Like I'd much rather come in 30 minutes early or stay 30 minutes late, crank out some notes just so that I have that hard physical boundary of, okay, someone texts me at 8am and they want a document. Sorry, I'm not in until nine. Like you're not going to get it till then. Like, right. I, like that stuff's like period dot, like you're going to have to wait. Um, if you needed it earlier, you should have asked yesterday. Like, um, so I think creating physical boundaries is one way. Um, cause that definitely helps like the mental boundary aspect of it for me. Yep. So, um, and then, I mean, I'm trying to hang out a lot more with friends and my fiance now. Um, and so, 
making sure that I'm actually scheduling in time rather than just be like, yeah, if I have some extra free time here and there, like, yeah, we'll hang out. It's like, no, like, let's actually schedule some stuff right in there and let's let's make plans and let's do this. So I think as much as I hate my personal life being on a schedule, it needs to be so that I can actually like have that time. Sure. Uh, so, and lastly, I think getting a good workout in or good type of sweat, at least somehow I'm always foggy brained if I don't, and I feel like shit hits the fan and I have a bad day ish. Uh, like if I don't work out in that morning or like, whether it's just like hopping on like a stationary bike for like 20 minutes, yoga, foam rolling, even if it's my rest day, like I, I need something to just like get the juices flowing and I got to yeah. do that first thing in the morning. Um, ideally I'd like to work out mid afternoon, but schedule doesn't allow it. And now that I know that like, I like starting my day off like that, it's, it's a staple now. So it's not for the week. I'm not getting up at 4am like, uh, Jocko or, uh, what's his name uh la, 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 la. who's gonna carry the boats uh oh goggins there you go goggins i wonder i hadn't heard that phrase but I, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. like ultra running out yeah yeah who's gonna carry the boats uh so um but yeah so i'm not gonna be that hardcore about it but like i need something at like 5 36 a.m like let's go get her going so nice. yeah kind of my three ways if you could change or eliminate one thing it could be a modality a common practice a mindset or something of your choosing in athletic training what would it be mm -hmm. if i could change or eliminate one thing oh common practice mindset i feel like ooh. That's a tough one because I don't know if I'd change any modality. I'd change the, my access to certain modalities. Like I wish I had an alter G, but like, that's not sure. like, yeah, that's fair. so like, I was like make I'd things more that. affordable. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to make things more affordable. Give me an alter G and a Hiva mat. And there's like three other things that I can't name off the top of my head, but like, yeah, those are my big ticket items right now. Um, and pebble ice there we go uh <laughs> um but i think in terms of like a mindset i think i struggle with this one and lately i've been like trying to process this myself so i'm going to say it um and kind of goes back to what we were talking about and like using your coaches as resources like just because we're the medical professional we're not the end all be all yeah, like we make the decisions, but also like we have so much more to learn. Um, and so be open minded and expand your knowledge. And just because you do something one way and I do it, and we get the same result, like, um, the way I do things isn't always right, but it works for me, right? Um, so I, I think that's like a big mindset that I think is portrayed a lot on social media. <laughs> um, so that one for sure, I guess, again, piggybacking off of that, stop being armchair experts, dude. Like you're not in the, you're not in there. You're not in there. So like, 
Just watch it happen. It's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. Just keep an open mindset and just like if it's not your circus, like don't worry about those monkeys, dude. Like it's fine. So I like it. Uh, final question: What does being an athletic trainer mean to you? I think whew, being an athletic trainer is being at the forefront for student athlete health and wellness while also trying to improve their performance consistently so that they can reach their goals. Um, and then I guess like a side note is making sure that they have fun and that you're the shining light in their day. Uh, whether or not it's a smile, it's a high five, it's a dap up. It's a really shitty dad joke that gets them to j laugh just because it's so corny. Like mm -hmm. that's my staple. So, <clears throat> excuse me, but just being able to like, yeah, forefront of health and wellness for the student athletes so that they can continue to progress and perform well on the court or on their chosen field of competition while also um, creating good, well-rounded individuals for that post-athletic life. I like that answer. Um, as we mentioned, you're obviously on social media. So if people wanted to follow you, connect with you, what would be the best places to do that? And we will link all of this up. So you can follow me on Twitter at 44mshear, S-C-H-E-R-E-R. -E -E uh, if you want insight to my personal life, same thing on Instagram. Uh, if you want my athletic training with a board, um, that's athletic trainer with board. Um, and then my TikTok is trainer Matt TikToks. Um, feel free to slide into my DMs on any of those. Uh, probably preferably Instagram or Twitter. Um, TikTok has a funky way of hiding uh, DMs, so I don't always see them. Sure. So uh, if you have questions, feel free reach out. I will gladly respond to you within probably about a week. Realistically, it'll be within two to three days. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good. So, um, but yeah, and my number is just kidding. I'm not giving that out. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair. Um, but yeah, feel free to ask any questions. And uh, yeah, if you're ever in the Cincinnati area, let's meet up. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad we got to get this connected and I uh, look forward to following more and running into you at another conference at some point in the future. Yeah, for sure. Super glad to be able to do this. Thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely cross paths again. Thank you for listening to this episode uh, with Matt Shear. Really just enlightening. Love the humorous side. It brings to the profession. Everything uh, that just kind of helps bring the profession to light in a positive and humorous way and so much that we all can relate to as athletic trainers uh, if you haven't checked out the athletic training daily journal yet and journaling is something that you might be interested in check it out leadership management practice self-reflection communication we tried to cover it all uh, when we come in, came into there finding quotes and resources to think about to help you improve as a profession and just grow as a person check it out at amazon.com or you can also get a 14-day free trial if you go to clinicallypress.org backslash shop no payment information required thanks again for listening we'll catch you next episode